don't quote me on this because I'm not a science guy. Like this is completely uneducated. It's completely opinions off the, off right the here. Top. <laughs> this is completely off the top opinion. I think I heard. Yeah, something. this is something I think maybe my uncle told but me. But it could it, it could be based in science. It could be based in science. So but it could not take that for so, what it's worth. Yeah, they're probably like a four out of ten. So it's like I th- I've heard it's supposed to take you from because like a panic attack is like sympathetic nervous system. I think and that's where everything is stimulated. And parasympathetic. See, this... I could be just making this... aliens. I could be making this up. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know whether to say welcome back or, like, welcome to... I guess we did the pursuit with Austin. That was the pursuit, right? Yeah, I would just say welcome back, probably. Welcome back to the pursuit. Da, 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 da. I don't know. We don't really, I don't even know if we have an intro yet for this. Yeah, I don't think we do. Yeah, I think we still have our old one. So we'll probably put that in there. And then as soon as copyright strikes it, then we'll have to take it out because apparently, you, like, that did it for the outro last one. Where Yeah, I think it was the outro. Because I guess as soon as you change your podcast name, you lose the rights to your music that you paid for. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, they should know it's our face. They should know that we, they're not paying for the name, they're paying for our faces. Well, we're paying for their. I don't know how that works. There was one face missing last last time. That's true. So, so they probably maybe were they were like, well, they canned Morgan, so he's gone. He's out of there. Yeah. So we got a copyright strike, Alec, because he didn't tell us about it. Yeah, that's true. So if he's doing his own thing, we got to know about that because we got to make him his own music. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so. So, so, yeah, welcome. Well, I should say I'm glad to be back. Yeah. Um, Welcome back, Morgan. We're yeah. glad to have you. It's been yeah. a while. Yeah, thank you. It's thank actually you. been a while for both of us, though. So it's not like I've I did one episode since our our last episode. So it's not like I've yeah. Been and I think it just threw everyone else off because it was like such a long wait. And, and then, then there was a new guy. Yeah, and then there was a new guy, and like the name change and all that. And then there was another long, like there's still been a couple. I don't know, been two weeks or whatever. Yeah, there was like another long little hiatus. But then I was like, oh, I'll post on the story and stuff. People know I'm alive. But then they didn't know I was posting because I was just posting like questions and stuff. Yeah. So no way you're gonna know that. But um, a little background on the whole situation that happened. So I guess two months ago, a month ago, whenever my hiatus started. Um, I started having severe panic attacks. Yeah. This wasn't a voluntary hiatus. No, it was not a voluntary hiatus. Um, started suffering from these panic attacks where I used to think panic attacks and anxiety attacks were just people getting nervous and like, you know, you get some sweaty hands and, you know, your heart races a little bit. Was not the case. Mm-hmm. I You thought they were soft, kind of. You thought people were just being soft? Yeah, I thought people were being soft. I was like, oh, dude, you're it's not real. You're just making it up. So then, you know, got slapped with a, a big thing of reality with that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so woke up in the middle of the night, heart racing. Uh, felt like I couldn't breathe. Felt like I was having a heart attack, which is apparently a symptom of panic attacks. Like, panic attacks and heart attacks at the very beginning, can't tell them apart. So went to the ER. What's the di- how do you, how can you tell them apart? Is if, if you die, you had a heart attack. Is that pretty much the gist of it? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's <laughs> the general consensus I got. They were like, "You'll know it's a heart attack when but you die." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much when it's coming on. Yeah. Like <laughs> once you have it, it's and, too late. Yeah, it's too late <laughs> by that point. And now you've had enough panic attacks that you, this heart attack you're gonna have, 
you're going to think it's a panic attack. Yeah. So you're definitely dead now. Yeah, and then you're going to panic because you're like, I'm not going to be mentally ready for when I have a heart attack because I've been prepped with so many panic attacks. So yeah. then you're going to have more panic attacks. <laughs> yeah, and you're going to think you're having more heart attacks. Yeah, dude, it's the most vicious cycle I have ever been in Yeah, in my life. Yeah, you got tossed in the wash. Yeah, I sure. did for <laughs> two months, two months. It was really bad for like a month, but I lost 30 pounds. Um, I couldn't eat for two weeks. I couldn't sleep for two weeks. Um, I was having like two, three panic attacks a day. Um, heart was racing. Um, also, if you have a panic attack, you start hyperventilating, breathing real quick, you know, cause your heart's going up, you're starting to panic. So naturally you just start breathing faster because you're like, Oh, I can't get air. So you try to like compensate for it. That's what causes, um, numbness and like the tingly sensation of like your arms go numb and stuff Mm -hmm. because you don't have enough carbon dioxide in your body because you're releasing it so quick so that's what causes like you to be numb and then you can get lightheaded and pass out and your body resets itself Mm. so that's why when some people have panic attacks and start hyperventilating their body passes out because it's like it won't you can't breathe normally so yeah your body just so are you like reset because i've never you know, I've like I have anxiety. I get anxiety, like mo- everybody does. What's the difference between like how would you describe a panic attack? Like, what's the difference? Um, like, what does a panic attack feel like when it's going on? So, a panic attack for me came out of nowhere. First of all, like I wasn't doing, I wasn't like you know running real hard or in a like confined space or something. I would literally be driving or just sleeping. Sleeping is when I got them pretty bad because I was like mentally out of it. But when it comes on, <laughs> for me, um, I got, like, a flush over my body, and I got either cold or hot, and that kind of, like, heightened my senses to be like, ooh, something's up. Mm-hmm. And then once that happened, um, I could feel my heart just beating out of my chest, and it would, like, start beating faster and faster. So then yeah. I'm like, oh, it's starting to beat faster. That's not good. And I'm like, you should be fine. And then... You sit there a little longer and it keeps beating faster and then you start panicking. And once you start panicking, like you sit up or whatever, I would start breathing faster. Uh-huh. So then I would start getting like my arms would start to go numb or like my knees would get weak or something like that yeah. from where I was hyperventilating. So then that would happen. And then I would think I'm about to pass out or I'm having a heart attack or whatever. So I went to the ER twice, um, two different occasions this happened. And you basically just feel like, at least for me, that it just kept getting worse. And it was like a yes cycle mm-hmm. of like, oh, you have chills. You might be, you know, having what I thought at the time was a heart attack. But it was like, oh, you're having chills? Check. Oh, your heart's racing? Check. Breathing fast? Check. Like, you just hit all these yeses. And it mm-hmm. would just make it worse every time you'd hit it. Yeah. And then, like, if you're in the car and driving which happened to me sometimes. You hit traffic. Oh my God. <laughs> that is the war. Like you think you're about to die at a red light. Yeah. I mean, I would be driving. I'm like, I need to get to the hospital right now. And I'd be driving and I would hit a red light and it would feel like an eternity. <laughs> like, and nothing, you know, you can't zone out of it. I'm just solely focused on what's happening. Yeah. I'm just like, turn green, turn green, turn green, turn green. And it just will not go. So, um, that was rough. But, and you didn't <laughs> just go to the yard. Like you went into the yard twice. Yeah. You drove to the parking lot multiple times yeah, just to sit, just in case, you know? Yeah, so talking to doctors and other people that have had it, I guess everyone has their own 
Um, safe place. Yeah, safe place. You know, for some people, it's like their house. Come on, so. Chuck E. Cheese. Really? No. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> you got to let me in the ball pit right now, man. <laughs> well, so what? Like, hey, can somebody call 911, yeah. please? We got, yeah, a, dude. we got a grown man trying to get in the ball pit. I don't think they would like try to take you to, they'd take you to jail. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we, I think they would beat you up. <laughs> they call the cops, not the ambulance. Yeah. Like, we got some dude that's demanding to get in the ball pit. You need to go arrest this guy right now. Yeah. Hey, we're closing down for the day. <laughs> We've had too many grown men in here. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to evacuate this chicken cheese. This dude has no kid in here, man. <laughs> so we're just closing this place down. Like, oh, dang, did you lose a kid in there? No, I want to be in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, nah, man, you can't do that. Yeah. But yeah, my my safe spot. That's probably a better one. The was, ER, um, ER parking lot. Yeah. I was like, okay, if I pass out or I need medical attention in the parking lot's the best place I need to be. Yeah. So then I went there, and I don't know if it's a blessing or curse, but I started to feel better. So then in turn, every time one would come on, I would feel like I have to at least get to the parking lot. Yeah. Just, just to be there. Because I knew it calmed me. So... That became its own thing. Do you have like a new one now? Um, yeah, could definitely been bad. Yeah. Um, no, I don't have a new one. Um, a new safe spot. I I do like this breathing technique sort of thing that like helps me where you breathe in for five seconds, you hold for five seconds, you breathe out for five seconds, and then you hold that for five seconds. Box breathing. I've heard of that before. I don't know if that's what it's, it's called. It's called box breathing because it's four, four, or it's like equal sides, four equal sides. Oh, yeah. So. So that helps me and. Navy SEALs do it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. To like bring the heart rate down? Yeah. Uh, It's supposed to help with like, because the main thing with panic attacks is a lot of people hyperventilate. So it's getting your body on the right amount of oxygen it mm-hmm. needs to where apparently you're not it's supposed to like, Yeah, apparently it's supposed to like. Don't quote me on this because I'm not a science guy. Like this is completely uneducated. It's completely opinions off the, off right the here. Top. <laughs> this is completely off the top opinion. I think I heard. Yeah, somewhere. this is something I think maybe my uncle told but me. But it could. It, it could be based in science. It could be based in science. So but it could not take that for so, what it's worth. Yeah, they're probably like a four out of ten. So it's like I th- I've heard it's supposed to take you from because like a panic attack is like sympathetic nervous system. I think and that's where everything is stimulated. And then parasympathetic. See, this, I could be <laughs> just making about aliens. This, I could be making this up. <laughs> yeah. And then parasympathetic is supposed to be like, that's your normal, like, whenever you just, you can zone out. You're not really paying attention to anything. Like, everything's just going on its own. Yeah. Like, in the flow state kind of thing. Um, yeah, so. It's supposed to get you from one to the other. Yeah, it's supposed to bring you back yeah. into parasympathetic. Um, it definitely helps with, or at least that's what my uncle said <laughs> when he, when he would have his, <laughs> he'd stutter halfway through and he'd pass out and he came back yeah. every time. So I think that's what he's talking about. But yeah, I don't know. Um, for me, it just helped a lot because my big symptom is hyperventilating, not like going, <laughs> but just hyperventilating like kind of breathing a little faster for like 10 plus minutes yeah. and then your arms start to like and fingertips start to go numb mm-hmm. so uh so doing that breathing technique and stuff like the box breathing yeah. stuff that i learned it helped get that oxygen in my blood right so that those symptoms would go away and that's when i was like oh that's when i'm i'm just having a panic attack yeah. but i mean it took me after i mentally told myself, I was like, okay, this is probably anxiety. Cause when you're first having it, you're like, 
It could be yeah. anxiety, but it also could be something serious because it feels very serious. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, that's the thing that I've been curious about and wondering because at first, like, you know, for those of you who don't know, like, we live together. So I have been experiencing these. Like, I haven't been experiencing what you've been experiencing. But yeah. as far as, like, a roommate's perspective, I've been seeing it happen. Yeah. So at first, it was very, like, it was very easy for me to be kind of sympathetic. I couldn't really, like, I don't know what it's like to have a panic attack. But I definitely felt really bad. Like, I, you yeah, because you could see what it was doing. Yeah, like you're my friend, and yeah. I hate to see you like that. And like at first, that's how I felt for the longest. But then it got to a point where, which I mean, I can't, I couldn't help it, just because I had no basis for how to like relate to you on it yeah. at all. Where it got to a point where I was like, you know, not that I didn't think you were making it up because I know you're not somebody like who would do something like that. Just make it up to you know, be lazy or make it up so you didn't have to, like, work. Like, I knew you wouldn't do anything like that, so. Yeah. But the thing was is, like, I kept thinking, how many times do you have a panic attack before you realize that it's not a heart attack? That was, like, the thought. Yeah. Um, I know, and that's lot. the thing. So how is it, because you were, like, because you would say in between them, you'd be like, I know they're just panic attacks. You know, I know, like, it's getting to the point where I know it's a panic attack, and then the next one would come on, and then you would think it was a heart attack. So, like, is there, like, a switch that flips when you are in it where you're, like... I mean, because I feel like that's what a panic attack is. It's, like, yeah. you think every single time it happens, you're, like, this is the one that it's actually a heart yeah, attack. Yeah, well, I think you focus on a new symptom every time. Oh. So, like, once... So, it used to be, you know, my heart rate. Like, my first one was my heart rate, and that's why I thought it was a heart attack. My heart rate would get up to, like, 150, 160, something like that. And then you, like, your so hands then, would be numb or yeah. something. Well, and then my hands would be numb anyway, but I was so focused on my heart, and you then I was, like... Yeah. Oh, well, if I can get my heart rate down, all the other symptoms go away. Mm-hmm. So then we were like driving to the ER one day. My wife was taking me and I was like, I closed my eyes. I did the breathing and I was like, just get your heart rate down. Just get your heart rate down. I got my heart rate down. I felt good. I was like, oh yeah, I got this thing conquered. Mm-hmm. And then the next one happened and my heart rate went up and then I brought my heart rate down. But then my arms were going more and more numb. And I was like, oh, I haven't experienced this before. So this must be some, this must not be anxiety. Yeah. So you have to like work through all the symptoms that you get. and Each one you're like, oh, this, this, is yeah. this is it, this is it, this is it. And you just, I keep going. Cause I mean. And every time you get the new system, like symptom too. You have to work how to fix well, it. Well, it's almost like, I feel like you're like, I'm not crazy. You know, it gives yeah. you a reason to feel like I'm not, you know, especially yeah. if you come from like where you said at the beginning where if another person had a panic attack, it was almost like you're making it up. Like you're just being soft. Like you're, it's just, you're just nervous. Yeah. Like you can calm yourself down. Yeah. So then like whenever you have a new symptom that you didn't think about or notice the first time, then it's almost like, Oh, so I'm not, you know, soft. Like this is yeah. actually, I'm actually yeah, yeah. having a heart attack. Like yeah. I have a real reason to be panicked because I'm actually dying. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. And I mean, it's like such a real physical yeah. thing that's happening to your body that, you're like, oh, there's no way this is just, yeah, you know, nerves or whatever it is. And it wasn't that I ever thought when people had like panic attacks or anxiety attacks, I didn't think they were like soft, but I was like, how I, I was almost like, cause I've never had one. I was like, how bad could it be? You know, like you, you it's kind of like you, you're like, you have to know you're not dying. Like yeah. I've never felt like what it is to know or to like feel like you're dying, but I would know that like, that's not it. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. Like a lot of people I talk to with anxiety haven't had this many like 
Well, I feel like there's a difference between anxiety and panic attacks too. Because whenever you talk about panic attacks and the way you describe a panic attack, I've I have anxiety. Like I get anxiety. Everybody gets anxiety. I feel like some yeah. people get it worse than others. But I am somebody who's like a pretty neurotic person. Like it's easy for me to get anxious about stuff and yeah. get over like start to overthink things. And I've never experienced anything close to yeah like a panic I think, attack. I think panic. They said you worry about a heart attack, a heart attack passing out and there was like a third one and those are what the main three of a panic attack are mm-hmm. and those are just physical symptoms and the bad thing is panic attacks are like they're out of nowhere they're just like subconsciously you have so much on your mind or whatever that it weighs on your nervous system and then eventually it just builds up so much that it floods yeah and then once it floods those three things are like your main and i mean those are my main things like afraid i'm having a heart attack afraid i'm gonna pass out so do you think that there was anything like mental, like emotional and like that was going on that forced, I mean, cause you do have a lot of changes going on in life, yeah, especially so in the last, not even, not even a year. Yeah. There's been like so got many, married. Um, we have a kid on the way, we, which I don't think you've said on the podcast yet. Oh, well, <laughs> I have a son, <laughs> I have a son that's going to be here. Yeah. So I have a mini Morgan about to run around. So that was another big change. Yeah. That's another reason why. Um, and I mean, not until I knew my wife was pregnant that I ever had panic. Like we got you married. You also got a new house too. Like this yeah. house is within the last year or two. Yeah, but it has to be the kid because I bought the house in June, mm-hmm. and from and then got married in October, and I didn't have these up until February. Yeah, so that was another like, thing that you were worried about too. I, I remember talking about it whenever it first happened. Was that you know, people would bring up, oh, like, it's because you're having a kid. Yeah. And at first you kept saying, no, it's not. Like, I'm not nervous about it at all. That's not what it is. And then you, like, bring up that you felt, you get to the point where it felt bad because, like, you were, like, part of you was, like, if, am I having panic attacks because of my kid? And does that make me a bad, like, is that going to make me a bad dad that I'm that scared about having yeah, a kid? Yeah, you're, like, I've never heard of a dad, like, going in a like having panic attacks for a son's born. Yeah. Or like any kid's born. Yeah. So do so you think that was like, part of why you were having the panic attacks? Probably. Probably I was. So first of all, to back up, to start over, you don't want it to be anxiety or panic. You want it to be something. So there's a solution. Mm-hmm. Like I can't remember. I would get my test results back and they would all be like, you're healthy. You know, you're a normal guy. Yeah. And like, it's a sigh of relief. Cause you're like, if there's anything major, they catch it by these tests. But then there's also like this, I'm not crazy. Yeah, which is like, part of why you like the the next symptom whenever it would pop up, you'd be like, "Oh, yeah, found it. This is yeah, the one." Yeah, and that's what it's went from my heart to my lungs to yeah. my, you know, everything in like my stomach, yeah. everything in between. And so like you're denying it at first and you're like there's n-, you know, it happens to other people, but it's not going to happen to me. Like there's you know, I've never been a nervous I mean, I've obviously got nerves and like some form of anxiety from stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm never felt pressured in situations to the point where I've been like, I can't do that because I'm nervous about failing or I'm nervous about, you know, um, the moment or anything like that or like living with the consequences. I've never been that type of person. Mm -hmm. And then this happens and I'm like, what's different? Like what's changed? And then you like think about the kid and you're like, does that make me a bad dad? If I'm having these panic attacks, like, am I really ready? Yeah. Like am I second guessing? Yeah. Yeah. And then you like start second guessing yourself and the bad thing about it is you're such a whole, um, you're in such a cycle. 
because it was like I was telling you, I went from, you know, you're worried about having a panic attack all day. Mm -hmm. You can't eat. So I was not eating at all. Like I would go two, three days without food. I couldn't sleep throughout the night because I would either have a panic attack or be worried about falling asleep. And that sensation of falling asleep and waking back up would trigger it. Yeah. So I was having no sleep, no food. And constantly stressed. Yeah. So it was like, almost like a, yeah, it was a, it would just fuel itself. Yeah. It's like, oh my, I'd be like, why is my stomach hurting? Am I having like, you know, something wrong with me? Yeah. Dude, you're not eating. Yeah. Do I have a stomach ulcer? It's like, yeah, you, know, you haven't eaten four days. Yeah. You haven't eaten a solid food in four days. Yeah. You probably, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I have a really bad headache or like feel nauseous. Dude, you haven't slept in three days. Yeah. Of course. Of course you feel that way. <laughs> but like while you're in it, you're like, no, that's not what it'd be. Because you're also wide awake yeah. from the stress. Because like you panic because your body feels weird, and then you're not fueling or treating your body right, so it feels more weird. Yeah, so you so panic just, more. Yes. And then because you panic more, you're not your stomach hurts because you're panicking, and then you can't fuel your body or like sleep or anything, and then it just keeps getting worse and worse. Oh, yeah. And then, and then comes, that's all like the physical stuff. And then becomes the emotional stuff where I would like break down and cry. Just because I felt like I couldn't escape it. What was the last time you cried before this? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Yeah. I I honestly could not tell you the last time I cried before this. And I've cried for like four or five times. Yeah, maybe like senior year of high school baseball or something like yeah. that. <laughs> something like that, probably. Because I don't think I've cried. No, because I quit college baseball. So. Yeah, that was a happy day. <laughs> yeah, so, thank God. <laughs> but, yeah, so then I was, um, you know, crying because I was had all this shit on my mind and felt so caged in and like you couldn't st- like you felt yeah. you were out of control. You couldn't stop it. I felt like I was never going to get better. Yeah. I was like, this is m- going to be my life forever. Yeah. The like if this is what anxiety, yeah. The next panic like, attack. Yeah. I was like, if this is what anxiety is like, this is going to be awful because I can't like, I'm afraid to do the podcast because I don't know if I'm going to have a panic attack. Mm, Cause we did do one. We did do one. And I had a panic attack during the, the pod- podcast. Yeah. <laughs> With Adam. Yeah, we had Adam Lane Smith on. So, Adam, if you're watching this, probably not. But <laughs> if you guys yeah. watched Adam Lane Smith one, if you go uh, back and watch it, you might be able to tell that Morgan's having a panic yeah, attack. Yeah, my face the... just – and, like, you talked about it, too. Um, I think it was, like, the first month. I was starting to slowly come out of it, and I was going back to work and stuff, and you're like, oh, you seem normal again. Like, you're – you came home, and you were laughing and making jokes. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I was like, oh, I think he's getting better. Because, mm-hmm. like, while you're in it, I just didn't, I mean, I just wasn't like the outgoing, like made a bunch of jokes, wanted to talk. I was just like confined to myself, and like kind of just sat on the couch. Yeah. And was just like trying to distract myself from anything. Mm-hmm, which only makes it worse. Yeah, which only makes it worse. Because you yeah. just isolate yourself and make yourself even more of a cave. Yeah, especially like just sitting there. Like you can only watch like movies for so long before you start. Yeah, I mean, and then... Thinking about other stuff. And then you, like, have one while you're watching TV, so then every time you watch TV, you're like, I'm about to have it, Mm. and stuff like that. So, um, if you all are having any of this stuff, definitely be open to people about it. I think that was was big, because, like, telling you, um, Becca, um, some of my friends, my family, like... (laughs) Taking the burden off yourself of trying to hide a panic attack is yeah. huge. Yeah, that's the biggest thing I tried to do was whenever you would talk to me about it, like I said, I got to a point where it was hard for me to be empathetic just because, like, I don't, it wasn't like I was, like, you know, looking down. Like, it wasn't like I was like, oh, he's, ma-. like I said, I didn't think you were making it up. Yeah. 
I just emotionally, I didn't feel like any kind of, well, other than the fact that you were struggling, I could tell you were struggling and I did not like to see that. That as far as like being able to relate to you and how you're feeling, I could not do that. So what I would try to do was to make, try to make you feel as like normal as I could. Like I would not. Yeah, don't treat. Like especially like, cause we went to the movies and then like that was whenever you were starting to get back in the swing of things. And then we went to the movies and then we watched the movie, which I have to, it's, it probably wasn't the best movie to take. No, 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 no. no. So we'll, we'll go through this. So I was finally starting to kind of get better. Yeah. Like I was finally starting to get back. In and the this was, things. this was like the first day, like we talked on the couch, like and had like a conversation in a while. Yeah. Like the first day. And I now, was like, cause now. the movie we watched me, you and Becca watched before that. Yeah. So <laughs> here was the series of mental movies that I went through. It was finally starting to kind of get back in the swing of things. And we always do a movie night. So it's like, Oh, keep the movie night normal. You know, that's something normal we can do. And I was like, I haven't done anything. It'll be good. We watch a movie about a guy that collapsed during the middle of the night, <laughs> ended up having cancer and died. <laughs> so immediately, <laughs> I'm thinking of that. I'm like, wow, that's a pretty fucked this up is a movie, movie about me. <laughs> yeah, it's everything. He just like when he went like this yeah. and was sweating. Mean, and then I woke up that night. Like I went to sleep that night and woke up sweating. <laughs> Like, just like the movie, and I'm like, I'm dying. Yeah. I remember I had a panic attack right there. prophecy. I just immediately started panicking right there. <laughs> like, I got up and, like, went upstairs and put my shoes on and put clothes on. I was like, I'm dying right now. Like, I'm going to go to the hospital. Yeah. And I ended up being able to breathe and, like, calm myself down, not go back to sleep, but calm myself down. Yeah. And then, so, did that, and then me and you had that talk on the couch. Uh-huh. And then you are like, I really saw, I saw this movie. Um, it was really good. I want to go see it again, but today's the last day. Do you want to go? Yeah. And I was like, I haven't got out of the house in two weeks. Sure. Let's do it. <laughs> Show up, go in, and the movie's about literally the existence and whether existing and trying for any meaning in life is worth it. <laughs> and I was like, this is so, this is, I was like, this is, this is way too existential yeah. for somebody having panic like, attacks. I was like, there's no way I'm about to sit through this movie, man. Yeah. And we're just sitting here going and like. And then there was like, there's a scene <laughs> in the movie because it was like a multiverse movie. It's everything, everywhere, all at once. If you guys haven't seen it, it's really good. It's overwhelming. There was a scene. And if you have. It is very if overwhelming. If you're prone to seizures, do not go. Now. There was a scene in there. And as well, I think I started to notice that your panic, like you were starting to panic. Because I could, I, this is part of like me trying to like make you feel normal is I saw you panicking and I wasn't going to be like. Are you Aaron, panicking? How are you, how are you feeling? Are you okay? <laughs> you look like you're nervous. Yeah. Are you good? <laughs> I was just going to sit back. And then as soon as I, I, I was like, as soon as he asked me to leave, we'll just leave. But I'm not going to like bring it up until he, until he brings it up. But I could tell like when you started to panic. And one of the first like times I noticed was this scene in the movie where the person was talking about all the different multiverse versions of themselves. And then he was like, this multiverse like version of you is the worst version. You're the one who failed at everything you could have been. Yeah. And then you started that, like, you started, like, twitching. Yeah, because I fidget. And I was like. That's an easy. I was like, this probably wasn't the best movie to bring yeah. to. <laughs> and then, like, I was sitting there watching that. And then it, like, and then it went past that. It was like, you know, the ultimate evil is her kid. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, this is so fucked. Yeah. And it, like, turns around. And she's like, it's all your fault. That yeah. I'm and literally the most evil person ever. Yeah. And I'm like. 
what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then we're just going through that whole thing. And then eventually it got to the point where I, I just asked, I was like, can we leave? And you <laughs> we were like, yeah, we can. I made it all the way. Yeah. Pretty much there's up until like 10, 15 minutes left in the movie. So there's like 10 to 15 minutes left. I knew it was the end of the movie, but I was like, it was also like, I don't give a fuck about these last 15 minutes. No. I do not. I guide the basis of the movie. I know how this movie ends. I want to leave right now. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I just have to get out of here. And like when you're having panic attacks and anxiety attacks, you always feel like everyone knows you're having one. Yeah. Like I felt Everybody's like at as you. soon as I got up out of the theater and walked, you'd be like, oh my God, kids like, having a panic attack. Look yeah. at it. <laughs> I would just be, would make it worse. Yeah. And then we went and saw um, Doctor Strange, which I knew that movie going into it. Uh-huh. It was a Marvel movie. I know it's a multiverse. I know it's kind of some crazy. And then thinking about that multiverse movie we just watched, yeah. I was like, this will be a good test. Uh-huh. And I just, I told myself, I was like, you know, it's a bad way to put this. I was like, just pass out in the movie theater before <laughs> you leave. Get up. Yeah, you just had to sit through this movie until you pass out. And then, you know, if you pass out, this movie theater's That packed. was a bold thing to do because you had, there was like four other people there that you didn't know. Yeah. You That's know? A, that was another motivating factor. Yeah. I was like, you know. I, I went in. Not I was to like, mention all the other, because it was a packed theater. Because yeah, it was like in, just see, movie like, just came out. Yeah, a whole full yeah. movie theater. And I was just like, you're going to pass out in this movie theater before. Like, you're not allowed to get up until this movie's <laughs> over. So you got to just figure out whatever happened. Yeah. And like, we got in there and I was like, kind of starting to have one. And you were like, is it hot in here? I was like, oh, thank God it's not. Oh, okay. I was, I was like, dude, it was so, I was sweating in there. When, and you, I was like, when you said that, I was like, I, was like oh. I think I just saved him from having a panic attack. Yeah, dude. I was like breaking out and I could like feel my hands getting sweaty. I'm like, fuck, dude, we're 10 minutes in this movie. I was like, there's no way. Yeah. And like nervously, I, I drink like liquids all the time. Like water, you know, it used to be like soda and stuff like that's just one of the things I do unconscious. Like mm-hmm. it's probably not a bad habit to have. Yeah. So like unconsciously, I just always can like have to have something to drink. Mm-hmm. So uh, anxiety. I've been drinking a ton of water. Yeah. And I was in the parking lot waiting, kind of nervous about the movie. So I was drinking. You know, like this thing is, I think like thirty four ounces. Mm-hmm. I almost drank a whole one. And then I went in the movie and got a large soda <laughs> and drank all of that 15 minutes in this movie. <laughs> I felt like at the very end, I had to pee. Like, I looked at you at the end credits. I was like, I have to go piss. Yeah. And I left. And I was like, I know he's going to think I'm having a panic attack, but I legitimately, had my bladder pee. is about to burst. Yeah. No, I thought you did. Yeah, I, I didn't like, think you were having a panic attack. I was attack. like, I have to pee so bad I right could tell now. the big difference between, because the, the first, in the first movie, the way, like, you could tell, like, the way you said it was almost scared. You know, yeah. And then the second movie, it was like, it was like, like I gotta go. Like yeah, it was I'm like, going right now. <laughs> I I know the difference. Yeah. I know what the P voice sounds. Yeah, like. I've had <laughs> yeah. the P voice. Yeah, the whole I gotta go right now. Yeah, dude, we gotta. <laughs> is there a gas station? For that? Like, <laughs> yeah. I know that voice. <laughs> you gotta pull up the road. <laughs> you gotta do something because there's. I mean, I'm about to piss myself. But yeah, so that's been the past, you know, month, two months, mm-hmm. pretty much all the significant. Um, yeah, because what we'll, we kind of wanted to talk about like anxiety too in general on this podcast, and because I think that there's a huge difference just based on the way you describe it between the feeling of anxiety and because I think you've probably had both over the last two weeks well, or the last you know two months or whatever, however long it's and been. And the problem is now is like the anxiety now come like now I have anxiety about panic attacks. Yeah, it's like a cycle of mm-hmm. like. 
that feeling of anxiety that I rarely got, I now get more frequent about a panic attack. Yeah. About something Cause in particular. Because the way you describe the panic attack is seems way more physical than anxiety feels. Anxiety can get physical, like anxiety, like, but usually it's, you know, for me, for the worst, like it, if it gets bad, anxiety feels like, you know, your stomach, stomach is sinking. Like it yeah, feels or like, or like you can't sleep at night, like you're like tossing and turning. You're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, sweating palms, hands going numb, heart racing, like all of that stuff is not the same as anxiety. Um, yeah, I would say severe anxiety probably gets that way because um, if you start hyper, like if you're, uh, I don't know. I don't know if like if you're claustrophobic and you're in a space, I don't know if that's a panic attack or anxiety. I think it's a panic it's attack. It's probably a panic attack because you feel like you're dying. Yeah. I think if you feel like you're dying, it's probably a panic attack. Yeah. I think that's a good. And then the other one is just like a, because, okay, so I was reading a book called The Courage to Be, and he talks about, anxiety the difference between anxiety and fear and like i love the way he described the difference uh anxiety the way he describes it is just like it's a sense of like not exist like it's just a constant feeling of like this could all end like i could not exist anymore yeah and it's it's like it's a fear of nothing because it's like fear of nothing because it's the fear that of a like a time when you won't be there anymore so you can't you can't comprehend what that's like yeah. You can't comprehend you not dying or you being dead or anything like that. You can't comprehend. And people get this all the time because I don't think it just falls on like, because um, people will be like, well, I don't have anxiety about dying. No, you don't. But you have anxiety about, you know, moving to a different state because you're going to have to change identity. Like it's going to be a new life. Yeah. And I've had that feeling or of other stuff, like, like changing a new job. Like you're, it's like a fear of this version of you no longer existing anymore. And you can't like, it's scary to take that leap because a part of you has to die for that. Yeah. To you know what I mean? And I mean, my whole life just it like ran, I mean the most random times, but I'm like that, like something would trigger it. And just that thing of like, you know, like, it hits you and you're like, dude, eventually I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. And like, I would get a flush over my body and like my, you know, my hands would get like sweaty. Yeah. But I would never like my heart wouldn't raise and I feel like I'm actually dying. Yeah. I remember the first time that I had like that fear of dying and it was, we, I don't know why they let me watch this movie. Probably. Cause <laughs> I'm sure it was a good movie, but when I cried myself to sleep, I didn't think so. <laughs> I feel you on that. <laughs> it was like, I was probably eight or nine years old or something. And then the grownups were watching a movie and the movie was about a kid who, which the kid ended up being fine in the movie. So it's not like he died, but the movie was about a oh, kid. Yeah. And then we watched just to get off topic, the butterfly effect. Yeah. That was another one that we watched. Yeah, I, you go and back to we the were worst watching points of your life. Yeah. And we were watching it and I was like, oh, I think I just don't pick good movies. Yeah. For, you were like, <laughs> like my favorite movies are like the ones that make you question your whole existence. And that's the worst type of movie for somebody who's having panic I, attacks. Well, see, I used to, you know, like never think about it. Like yeah. I'd watch Inception and like the Insidious movies and like a bunch of like mind twisters and uh-huh. I was it's good to go. And then now it's just added another layer of realism. To yeah. It. To so it. Just got to work it out. But yeah, keep going. Uh, but we were watching a movie. I was like nine years old and this movie was about a kid who had a failing heart and he was dying. <laughs> he was probably like 13 or 14 years old and he was on the like heart transplant list and like 
you know, they were doing surgeries, they were trying all this thing, and they just kept, they're like, the kid, you're going to die. Like, this kid's not going to make it. So your heart's broken. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And then, like, at the end of the movie, a guy, like, a random guy, you know, decides to give him his heart. Like, they found a donor, and it was, like, I don't even know if it was a random. It might have been, like, a friend or something, one of those, like, stories where it's, like, a yeah. family friend who it's has like a heart dad. that's cat- yeah, compatible. And then he switches out. But then, like, I watched that movie, and that was the first time in my life where I was, like, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna die. Yeah, it's gonna happen to me. Yeah, it might not be that. It yeah. might not be that way, but I'm gonna die. Yeah, and eventually. it was the, one of the, like the worst feelings. Yeah, ever. Yeah. So it's like that, but the adult version of like. Imagine having that feeling every all. day over two months, over the course of two months. Yeah, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say every day, but but um, definitely more days than not. yeah, more days than not. <laughs> And that's when, like, the anxiety of, like, yeah. you know, it hitting. Because then you just sit around and think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, maybe it didn't give me today. Well, this is kind of brings me. Maybe today's my last day or maybe tomorrow's my last yeah. day. Yeah. And this kind of brings me back to the difference between fear and anxiety. Because I feel like anxiety, like, like, I feel like a panic attack is, could be described as, like, you know, fear instead of anxiety. So anxiety is that, like, fe- like overwhelming feeling of, like, you know, something, it's like the fear of nothing, like the fear of you not existing, something like that. Like the feeling of like, you know, especially if, you know, say you're dating. Here's a good example. So whenever I was, before I, right after I left college, my next step was I was going to go and be in the military. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do special forces. And that's something I want to do like my whole life growing up from the time I was like 12 years old. I was like, I'm going to go join the military and I'm going to be a Navy SEAL. I want to be like something in special forces. And I had just like made up my mind whenever I was 12 years old. That was what I was going to do. So I went to school, played baseball in college. And then once that was over, I was like, okay, well now I'm going to train for the military. Trained for a year and a half or something like that. You know, hard, like I was training probably four hours a day. I was training like an hour in the morning, three hours in the afternoon, every single day. Yeah, you were in it. Yeah, I was in it. I got, went through all the steps, did MEPS. I was training with a retired Air Force, um, like special forces guy, because I ended up decided to do Air Force special forces. I was training with him. I was going to these trainings for like three weeks, past the ASVAB, and I was literally within 30 days of shipping off, like signing up and shipping off. And the sense of like just tight chest feeling for two weeks, like came over me and I couldn't like figure out what it was. And it was this, like it was the feeling of anxiety, just overwhelming anxiety. And I couldn't tell what I was so nervous about. And I, in retrospect, what it ended up being was I wasn't listening to myself because once I stopped to take a minute to think about it, I realized that that's not what I wanted to do. I realized that I was going to have to change. My whole life was going to change for something that I did not want it to change for. And so that feeling of like, your life is never going to be different again if you take this next step. Like that's the best way I can describe like what anxiety is. And then fear, like the way he describes fear in the book, The Courage to Be, is that fear is when that like anxiety gets put into a specific thing. So like you have this fear of like, we'll say death, for example. And then that gets put and it like becomes specific to like spiders. So you get scared of spiders. So I feel like falling or falling, something like that. So I feel like anxiety, you know, kind of like how you were talking about where you're like, you have all these different things, life changes, getting married, getting a new house, getting, you know, you have a kid on the way, all of these things, like your life is changing so rapidly right now. And like who you, 
were is going to be different than who you're going to be after all of these life changes. And then that anxiety gets put into like my heart rate's going up. You know, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm having a heart attack and then it gets like switched into fear of dying, fear of heart attacks, fear of like specific things. Yeah. Cause one day it clicked. I was like, dude, you keep finding new symptoms. Yeah. Like one day, I don't know what it was, but I was just like, it switched in my mind and I was like, dude, you're, it's so far from where we started. Mm-hmm. Like, and I remember I told my mom that I was like, I would give up anything to go back to have the symptoms I was having the first couple of times, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yeah. That, like I went to the ER and I was like, I would kill to have the symptoms again. Like that I got that bad. Were they getting worse? The symptoms? Symptoms were, um, yeah, they were like the arm. Like I remember I was on the way home from work and I was like having one. I knew I was having a panic attack. My arms went like super numb, mm-hmm. and I like felt a pain in my left side. I'm like, oh, I've never had pain in my left side, and both my arms are going like numb up to like almost my shoulders. It felt like, yeah. I was like, this is, and it went like rapid, like super quick. I wasn't like breathing anything crazy. I was like, oh shit, yeah. Turned out to be you know anxiety. Like, um, a good tell is, which is an awful way to tell, but if you're in it for like 20 or 30 minutes, it's probably not something serious. Like if you're in whatever's happening for like an hour, yeah, you're, you're probably not dying. Yeah, you're probably just panicking. You would be dead. Yeah. That's, that's what, I mean, that's what I asked the ER doctor. I was like, so if you have a heart attack, he was like, if it lasts, you know, I was like, he was like, if the symptoms go down, then two or three minutes, the initial symptoms of like your heart racing because they would always like come down. I'd just be on edge. Mm-hmm. It's like if those initial symptoms don't come down within three minutes, probably some serious. But if they come down in three minutes, you're fine. Yeah, you're fine. Huh. He was like, you know, depending on how you still feel after that, you know, we always want you to like come here if you actually feel like you're dying. Like yeah, that's kind of our job. Better safe than sorry. Kind yeah, of thing. but you know, and then my mom, I know she was just trying to help, but. <laughs> She told a story one time, and I don't know why she thought this was a great story to tell me, but she was like, yeah, uh, I knew a guy who had a sister, and she was having chest pains, and she didn't think it was anything. And She was like, you know what? I'll go to the ER just to be safe. And turns out she was having a massive heart attack and got there in time and saved her. And the doctor was like, if you didn't get here in time, you'd probably die. You'd probably be dead. I was like... This what? is the time. Yeah. I was like, you choose right now to tell me that? It's like I was just like, Mom, that is the worst time you could have told me that story. <laughs> she was like, Why? She she's alive. I was like, I know, but every time I'm going to go to the doctor now. Yeah. Because like, that's my fear. Is right there. I don't do what that you just said. Yeah. But yeah, so it's been a it's been a while two months, but I mean I've been working, you know, recently getting back into that. Um, I w- was scared of like going to the gym and exercising because it gets your heart rate up mm-hmm. and stuff. I feel like that caused like, I feel like I probably contributed to it too. You know, cause yeah, a massive change of not moving. Well, like if you don't move at all and you get used to your like, cause you weren't even, like, you weren't going to work either at the, for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And then, so you're not exercising, you're not going to work. So your like normal resting state becomes sitting on the couch. So as soon as you do anything, like get up, to go up these stairs, your heart rate's going to spike a little bit. 
where you're yeah. watching a movie and then something like happens in the movie and then your heart rate spikes a little bit. Like that spike is so drastic because you are not used to your heart rate spiking like that because you haven't been spiking it, exercising yeah. or moving. And I think like the mental thing too, from where like I have a very active lifestyle, working manual labor, working mm-hmm. out pretty frequently, playing sports. Like I'm used to always moving. Yeah. And then I stopped on a dime. I stopped on a dime, stopped eating, you know, sleeping, mm-hmm. all this stuff. My body just had such a jolt. It was like, what in the hell is going on? Yeah. Like we, we, yeah, something's wrong. Do you think the exercise helped, like, getting I, it back? Because you said one of the first times that you went to the gym since, you didn't do much, but you went to the gym and just kind of, like, maybe did a couple curls or, like, a little bit of bench or something. You're like, I was there for 30 minutes, but I was panicking on the way to the gym. And then once I got to the gym and started moving, I stopped panicking. Yeah, I think, um, I know definitely now it's helped. Like now, um, going and working out is like making me feel good again. Mm -hmm. Like I go to the gym and I do a workout and I'm like, I come home and my body, like today I woke up and you know, my body's sore and stuff. And I'm like, okay, we're getting it back. We're, we're working towards something. We're, you know, exercising again. I'm getting some strength back whatever, blah, 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 whatever it is, getting in a routine. Yeah. But, um, well, I can't speak for like the science behind, like, you know, when you move your body, get the blood flow and like, this is how your, you know, adrenaline system reacts to it. Like, I can't talk about that, but I can say is for me, especially anxiety, I can't speak for panic attacks, but when it comes to anxiety, it's always a feeling of like lack of control. Yeah. And when you go and exercise, that is one of the times you are in the most control. Yeah. You know, if you go to the gym and you put in work and you do it in a way that's smart, say you follow somebody's program, you will see results in transforming like your body or transforming like your strength or whatever. Like you are in control of your world when you're in the gym. And and people have a lot of people have different areas for this. The gym is one for me where the gym is a place where I am in control of what's going on. I can control the inputs, all the variables like that. Some people it's painting, some people it's playing music, you know, everybody has their thing. Um, So I feel like, when anxiety strikes and that feeling of like, I have no control over my world. Like I feel so small in my world doing something like going and moving your body or just following a program or something like that can help to feel like you are back in control of like, cause if you can control your body and how it moves, that kind of that translates to other areas of your life too. Like you feel yeah. like you can control other areas of your life. If you know, you can control your body. Well, and I think like, how I got in the cycle of panic attack and anxiety attacks of that negative, like confirmation uh-huh. of like, Oh, this is happening. Yep. This is happening. Yep. This is happening. Yep. You can also get yourself out of it that way. Or I'm like, okay, you know, I was like, you need to go to the gym. You need to start eating a little better. You need to go back to work. So then it was like, okay, you went to work. You're moving. You're fine. You're now going back to the gym. You're working out. You're doing good. You're eating better. Good. Mm-hmm. You know, you're feeling better. Good. And it's like, it just keeps feeding itself of, well, like I told you, I mean, it's only been two weeks of it, but like today I was like, oh, I know today, you know, Wednesday being my rest day, Thursday, Friday, I need to work out. So I'm a mo today mm-hmm. so that I don't have an obstacle coming Thursday or Friday so I can go to the gym. Yeah. I haven't wanted to go to the gym in forever. Yeah, I definitely didn't want to go when I was having anxiety. Like when I was having anxiety and panic attacks and stuff, I just wanted to stay inside because I was like, 
I felt caged in. I was like, you know, at least if you have a panic attack, you're at home. Mm-hmm. No one knows you're having a panic attack or whatever. But getting out and doing something and, you know, being normal, getting yourself back in a routine of being normal and going to work and seeing your friends, seeing your family and stuff, that helped bring me out of it. Even though every one of those things I had to do, I had some sort of anxiety or panic that came with it. Like, like driving to the gym, I was like panicking about going to the gym, going to a movie. I was panicking when I was going to the movie. Like I had to get overcome the fear of doing all that stuff. But yeah. once I did it and I was like, you're good. Yeah. Then you kind of check it off and you're like, okay, I can go see movies again. Okay, yeah. I can go to the gym again. And you like slowly open yourself up. Like for two weeks, I didn't want to drive because I kept mm-hmm. having panic attacks driving. And now, I mean, I drive to Cincinnati and back. Yeah. And I was like, had the fear. I was like, oh, I won't be able to like leave 30 minutes away from Lexington or I'll yeah. freak out. I heard somebody describe like panic and anxiety is like, I can't remember what the word, like the specific word they use, but it was almost like closing. So like everything's closing in, like even a panic attack is closing in because you start to focus on more and more specific sensations of your body. And then the way to come out of that is the opposite. It's like opening, but you can't do it like all in one go. You can't get overwhelmed with everything because then you're going to fall back into the panic. It's like the same way that you fall into anxiety and panic where it slowly is like you start to notice things and get anxiety and overcome. Like you start to notice your heart and you get dialed into this small little corner in your room where you feel like you can't control anything. Like you have to slowly start making steps outwards back out of that circle. Kind of like a kid does whenever they're young, you know, a kid like stays by his parents were you know ever until it kind of gets a little braver and then it'll go out and play a little bit and then yeah it's always like with their parents right there and they're like go yeah and they kind of move out next thing you know they move out and they have their own life yeah you know um one thing that uh, a lot of doctors and stuff tell people to do is like playing like identify game or like when you're having a panic attack to like you know if you can just like go outside or like look around the room and you're like okay um, I need to find, you know, I need to look at three things and say the color of them. So mm-hmm. like, you know, I see like a red circle or like a blue box. Yeah. And then, okay, well, is the red circle like soft or is it hard? And then yeah. Smooth. And like you're just trying to take like your, yeah, just try to identify attention off your body yep. and onto other things. Yeah. That makes sense. So I feel like that's probably like probably why something like exercise or like, you know, if you paint or do music, Helps too because, you know, whenever you're doing back, I was playing Tetris. Yeah, or Tetris, even like yeah, something like that. Playing a game on your phone is weird. Yeah, if you're playing Tetris, like your eyes and brain are on Tetris. Yeah, it's not on you know your heart rate. Yeah, unless your heart rate ends up being 200, then it's probably gonna get off Tetris and back on your heart rate. Yeah, that's gonna (laughs) definitely get back on that. Yeah, but but yeah, so that's it's my personal experiences with them so far. Sure, we're not completely out of the woods, but we're we're back doing the podcast. Feel good doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we don't know how we're going to try to do these once a week, but we who knows? Because like that's the thing that that's part of the reason why we switched from real dudes. Real dudes got to the point which this is nothing. We didn't even contribute like add that to the factors that probably contributed to the overwhelming oh, yeah, anxiety yeah. of things yeah. that led to panic attacks we got to a point with the podcast where it was like it was a job and we did not want to do it so um i think moving forward the goal is to do it um you know our goal eventually is to build a community 
where we interact with you guys. And it's not so much us producing a show for you guys' entertainment. It's more like a daily group that you can check in with. Like you can do, you know, we talked about doing monthly challenges and doing, uh, you know, like a book club and Mm -hmm. stuff like more interactive stuff rather than just picking a topic and talking about it for now, which we're still going to do. Like we still like doing the podcast. We just didn't want it to be the only thing. Yeah. The podcast is going to be a feature of something more interactive, not the whole shebang. Like before real dudes was a show that we produced to entertain and that was it and that's not what we wanted like that's not why we started doing the podcast in the first place it's what it became um just because we were we were having fun with it at the time so we decided to keep doing it but that wasn't the intention in the beginning and we don't like we got to like for me personally i got to a point where and i would bring up these conversations with you frequently where i got to the point where i just didn't feel like the podcast was not doing it for me like i felt like i was there was something I don't even know the best way to describe it. It was like a feeling of like wasting our time or not, you know, cause I don't think it was wasting our time. It was fun. Well, it was like, almost like I wanted to like, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life kind of thing. Yeah. And I like, I saw a bunch of people comment, um, on posts we've had or DM us and stuff saying, are you all going to do like the funny episodes anymore? Yeah. Or is this going to be a strict, like, this episode should be a good marker of what, like talking about something as serious as like anxiety and panic and like what happens and stuff. But we have funny moments. Like we, we're not, we're not becoming robots where we're not going to ever make a joke. And we're like, okay, from here on out, you know, we're never going to crack jokes and we're going to get scientific and stuff. Like we're still going to be us. We just use big words. Yeah. It's going to be, it's just a shift into what we're doing. And the podcast has always been, Whatever we're doing in our life is reflected through the podcast. So, like, when we were in the comedy and we were, you know, doing that, the podcast reflected it. Yeah. We kind of went away from that and we're, like, getting into uh, just kind of talking and, like, shooting the shit. Then we were looking up, you know, what's happening in the world. Then we'll just randomly talk about it. And, uh-huh. You know, you can kind of see where it goes from the vibes of, you know, sitting on the couch and doing it. And yeah. You know, doing one chip challenges and mm-hmm. dying from that. That was an experience. Yeah. It's like, that's what this podcast will always be. This podcast will change with us all the time. Yeah. Like, whatever we're into, that's what the podcast is going to reflect. So, and people brought it up too. Like, whenever there was somebody who brought it up, whenever we like made the whole Instagram announcement where they were like, you know, it's, it's cool to see somebody like you had a decent, like these, I don't want to say we were a successful podcast, but we were decently successful. I mean, we had, thank you guys. We had 260, 270,000 downloads within a year. Most podcasts within our first year of doing a podcast, crazy, which is something that most people would kill for having a podcast too. And that's not even counting YouTube downloads. If you count YouTube downloads then we were probably closer to 325,000 or something like that. So like, that's incredible for a first year podcast. So we're not like, you know, ungrateful for that or anything. But with that being said, like they were talking about how it's cool to see somebody like that decide to pivot. And the reason is because like we, I mean, I know for a fact, and I know, you know, that we would, wouldn't do it if it wasn't like something that we enjoyed. So as our interests change and as we start to think more about like what it is that we want to do with our life, you know, as we grow as people, yeah, the podcast is going to inevitably grow because we know we wouldn't be able to make a good podcast, like a good comedy podcast, 
if that's not what we're into. Whenever we were doing the comedy podcast, like I would, I could publish my notes and you guys would see. I have like yeah, notebooks. We... I have notebooks full of learning how to crack jokes and, and how, also like, like comedy structure. You all would like see that. how many comments and videos we would go through of our own stuff. Yeah. Reading every comment you all would post to get a gauge on what is funny, what's what, not funny. What's funny, what's not funny, you know, what our audience likes and stuff. And that's why we've kind of pivoted into we want this to be more of a community because we just feel like, you know, we have a bunch of people that DM us and stuff like that that like us for us, you know, they ride with us and they want us to, you know, put the episodes out. We want that to be a lot more interactive and become more personal than, mm. oh, you all watch our show. Like, no, we want you to actually like know us and us know you. Yeah. Like to celebrate, you know, our fans accomplishments and like, uh, you know, stuff they're doing in life and help them reach stuff and opportunities and yeah. stuff like that. Cause we just want this to be a lot more interactive. Um, I know it was like a hard turn because of everything that like happened to me and then the change, and then the time, and it was, I mean, honestly, it was just, wasn't a priority on my list, and I mean, I think Alec also knew that I couldn't, even if I tried to do the podcast, it would be shit, because I wouldn't be my normal self while I was doing it, Mm -hmm. so he was like, don't even worry about the podcast, and you know, whenever we get back to it, Whenever you're ready, we'll get back into it. He's like, but I'm not worried about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, and, and that guys, was a huge weight off me because I was like, thank God. Yeah. I, I mean, not do this. And you guys got to understand, like, everything that we're doing is like long game stuff. Yeah. We also we're not turned do- down a lot. Yeah. We're not doing this so that we could get famous next week. We're not doing this to, to be famous, period. Or we're not doing this so that we can make so much money yeah. next month or next year or whatever. Like, this is, like, we're doing the podcast because we plan on doing it for a long time. Yeah. And it's the same thing with everything that we're working on behind the scenes right now too. Like it's something that, uh, I remember, I remember I was talking to somebody and they were like talking about their goals and they're like, dude, I plan so far ahead. I plan one to two years ahead. I was thinking about that. I was like, dude, I got like 10 year, a 10 year vision of yeah. like what, what we're trying to do. Yeah. What this stuff is. Yeah. I mean, I could even extend it out to, you know, I think 10 years is probably good, but I, yeah. like my brain will take it even further. Like we'll I can take go. it till when I die. <laughs> yeah. So what am I passing on? Yeah. So we're doing this for the long term. Uh, I think like I'm trying to think how to describe what to expect. The best way I can describe what to expect going forward from the podcast. Like you said, it's still going to be us. Like it's still going to be, stupid, silly, funny jokes, but there is going to be a purpose behind the podcast. And the purpose is going to be, yeah, the purpose is going to be closer to what we like. And I think it's like easy to tell. Like if you look back on what we first started doing, whenever we first started recording podcasts before, like the ones we didn't even post. Yeah. Like it's pretty clear, like what our direction we wanted to go. And then if you even go further back into like why we clicked as friends in the first place, yeah, it's pretty obvious. Um, like it's my passion and it's the basic premise behind it is to answer the question, like how do we live our lives in a way that helps us reach our potential and then also helps the people around us reach their potential. So everybody around us can thrive. Like that's the goal is to figure out how to do that. Like what's the best way to live our life. It's plain and simple right now. The best, you know, I don't even, I don't even want to say expertise because I don't know if I, if I would say, you know, I'm an expert or we're an expert in it, but we're going to get try to give you guys as much value as we can and give you what we know. 
So well, like, and that's like why we wanted to, why me and you wanted to kick off with like this episode about anxiety. Yeah. Like as stuff happens and like Alex said, and even I said, unless you went through it, you can't understand what's going on. You can be sympathetic mm-hmm. and you can realize that that person's going through something. And like I underplayed them. I, I didn't like underplay it, but I just couldn't imagine what it was until it happened. Yeah. And which is, you know, um, I don't know if it's a good, bad thing, but yeah, it, it's just a thing that happened. So now like if you all are going through this or you went through like, yeah, dude, I mean, you can reach out and ask questions and anything I've learned to help, mm-hmm. you know, we can or, you know, anything like that. But as we go through stuff. Yeah. And as you all go through stuff, probably because we're all generally around the same age. Yeah. You know, we're trying to all figure this out as a community. Yeah. And I we're think. Not trying to just pick topics we know you all would like and tell you stuff that we know you want to hear. Like, we're going to tell you stuff that we're going through, we want to learn, yeah. and we think you all it out. Learn. Yeah. The goal is to learn and to figure it out. Yeah. Not to, like, preach to you guys or tell you what we know there's some stuff that we probably know more than you guys but there's a lot of stuff i mean we that don't, you guys know more than us yeah so like we want this i mean because selfishly we want to know what you want to know that we don't you know yeah so like we'll, that's the goal is to have this as a conversation not just us like talking into a camera like the old podcast was and i think like as far as topics go what you can expect like there's three pillars that we've written down as like key podcast pillars um, this is not necessarily what the community is going to be, but it probably will be something similar. But I think health, like wealth, and then relationships are like are the three pillars of like areas of people's lives that they want to maximize the most. So, I mean, health, it's probably health, like fitness-wise. Fitness is probably the one that I could give you guys the most value on. We're going to try to get guests on the podcast that can fill gaps in like fitness well also but also the other like wealth relationship stuff yeah. like that we're gonna like in the community be doing like the book club and stuff for you know we're gonna be going over books on things like that we're gonna be talking about things like that brainstorming ideas um but like health wealth relationships are what you can expect from the podcast so like trying to maximize those yeah so i think that about wraps this one up mm-hmm. i think it went longer than i thought for sure an hour but it was good. It was a good. It was a good episode. I am very glad to be back and did a whole episode without having a panic attack. Yeah, I'm also glad to be back and actually sitting down and having this conversation again. Like when I was setting up, I was like, "Did I miss this?" Like, yeah, I was starting to set up and stuff again. I was getting that like feeling when we were first doing it, and getting a buzz. It was like getting that like yeah, you know, like runner's high. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is gonna be fun. Yeah. This can be a blast. It's nice too because, like, I've noticed in my life, I've like my conversations have suffered because we haven't been doing it yeah, as much. Been, like, talking yeah, if you talk for an hour every single week, especially before whenever it was real dudes and we would li- literally talk about nothing for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> like you just bullshit. Yeah, for like you get hour. really good at having conversations, and then you stop doing that and you yeah. stop practicing having conversations. Well, who would have thunk your conversations start to lack? You yeah. Know? So I'm glad to be doing it again. And we're gonna try to do it every week, but the thing is, is like this, the podcast, like we said, the podcast is not the end goal. So if we don't get the podcast up, like we're not going to treat it as a big deal. Like our goal is to do one a week. But yeah. if we don't hit it, we're not going to be worried about it. So just about it. be prepared for like not every week uploads because we're going to be trying to do this for years to come. So yep. we're going to do it at a snail's pace if we have to. Yep. So with that being said, um, 
I hope you guys like this episode. If you got any value out of the anxiety or panic attack talks, or you know anybody that would, please share it. Leave a five-star rating. Um, leave a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. Like, give me, give us like the one tip that you got out of this that you didn't have going in. Put that in the review or something like that. Comment. Um, also, I wanted to say, if you guys have like any fitness questions wise, like anything that you want to, like if you're trying to get stronger, if you're trying to like learn how to, you know, improve your mile time, anything like that, any, if you're somebody looking to get into the gym and you don't know where to start, something like that, uh, feel free to go to my Instagram and DM me. I would be happy to like answer questions, giving you what I've know. Like I've been training for 10 plus years and I've trained to run. I've trained to swim. I've trained to, you know, do all kinds of different things. I'm doing CrossFit now, you know, I've done strength training, bodybuilding, powerlifting. Like I've done all this stuff. So if you guys have any questions, just DM me and I'll shoot you guys as much any information I can give you. Um, but with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed it and we'll catch you next one. Peace.